Hi, we're your hosts, Lorraine Spindler and Lori Subat, and we're commercial real estate brokers with Scout Real Estate in Calgary. And you're listening to Leasing Out Loud. Hi, you're listening to Leasing Out Loud with Lori Suba and Lorraine Spindler. We're coming at you with episode number 62 today. We're excited to be back behind the mic. We sure are. And we're going to kick off a bit of a best practice series where our first topic that we're going to dig into today is on parking. Exciting. In Calgary, we love our cars. We love to park. We love to drive. Sure do. And really, there's never enough. There is never enough. No. Parking is a hot button topic for a number of businesses. They want to make sure that they can accommodate their staff, Mm -hmm. especially in light of the fact that we're trying to get staff back into the office. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to have any sort of barriers to that. And sometimes Mm -hmm. a barrier could be a staff member could say, hey, I want to come to the office, but geez, parking is either a fortune or it's hard to come by and typically try to eliminate some of those barriers if we can. Absolutely. And there's challenges and constraints all around the city as our city continues to grow, which Mm -hmm. is great. I'm not surprised. We have net migration. We have a great city to live in, but we do have a growing population and there's more bike lanes. There's more, right? right? And in areas that are experiencing some of that transition and bike lanes, it has just made parking even more desirable and like how to solve the supply and demand gas. Interesting. So before we dive too deep, Let's first talk just the basics of parking, Larray. So typically parking, whether you're at an office building or an industrial building, I know that they're structured a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but typically parking is addressed within a lease or an offer. And usually, I'll speak from an office perspective first, usually you are allocated as a tenant a certain ratio of parking stalls. So it's called the parking ratio. Downtown, you might have one stall per 2,000 square feet that you lease. Mm. Now, this does not mean that it is one stall per 2,000 square feet that is free parking for you. That's one question that (laughs) will commonly come up is, does this mean this is free? No, it is not. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's not free. Usually, you're paying for parking, specifically on the office side. It's pretty unusual to have free parking on the office side, but you are allocated a certain building ratio for Mm -hmm. the parking stalls that you are permitted to lease. Now, normally these are determined based on your area that you occupy and they're set for the term of the lease. This is another thing that can come up from time to time. Suddenly you find yourself in office space where you don't need all of the parking stalls that you may have been allocated, but yet you're still paying every month. So that's something for tenants to be mindful of When you sign a lease or an agreement, you are allocated those stalls and they usually cannot be adjusted over the term of the lease. So you are paying for those parking stalls, whether or not you're using them. Right. And the flexibility comes if you have stalls that are month to month. Right. But it needs to be explicit in a lease. Yes. Pre-negotiated. So you need to negotiate that up front if you're not sure if you're going to need parking down the road or you'd like to have flexibility Those are things that you need to be thinking about when it comes to negotiating the offer. So that's something that just to be aware of. So normally you're paying for it. Normally it's determined based on the area that you occupy. And normally it's set for the term. So those are the three kind of, I think, big takeaways for tenants in terms of how it's structured. 
But one thing, I guess maybe we can talk a little bit from a landlord perspective in Mm -hmm. terms of best practices. So normally there's a building parking allocation, so one stall per X number of square feet. Landlords can get into trouble, can't they, Larray, if they start to deviate from this? Yes. And first step would be know your parking ratio. Step number one. Yeah, (laughs) because it's not unheard of where the ratio is maybe not updated, Mm -hmm. not clear that they're still calculating it or some things have changed and even the ratio maybe is not up to date or current, right? So know your parking ratio is very, very important. That's step number one. Keeping in line with ratios, another important factor is actually sticking to that ratio because it's deal by deal specific. Now, landlords, many of our landlord friends and clients out there, they will know that sometimes if you have a tenant and a deal presented to you where Mm -hmm. they need more stalls than the parking ratio actually allows for, Mm -hmm. it can often be tempting. Hold firm, landlord friends, hold firm. Because what happens inevitably is you do the deal with a group and you oversubscribe your parking. Guess what that means if you happen to have space come available in the building and you look to lease and you don't have now parking to offer? That's right. You can find yourself basically with unleasable space. You might have an office space that has no parking allocated or available for an incoming tenant And suddenly, what is the likelihood of actually landing that prospect? You're fishing in a pond that is so shallow Mm -hmm. to find a tenant that might not necessarily be fussed about parking. But what can happen, and we've seen it time and time again, Lorraine, both in our work on the landlord side, but also on the tenant broker side, in terms of what that can mean for a landlord who has oversubscribed parking or not effectively managed parking so that they can make sure that they can offer up parking to all tenants, whether it's one tenant or another. Yes. And we know under certain market conditions or there might be a deal presented to a landlord, maybe it's a sizable deal, it solves a lot of problems for them. We know that this happens where parking is oversubscribed to somebody. But in that moment, what landlords need to be aware of is you need to understand that that is going to have a future impact on your ability to lease right. any other space that you have. So it's almost like in that moment, it might still make sense to do, yeah, but yeah. just know that you may be tying your hands with other vacancy that might come available. So right. again, do the assessment. You might still want to make that decision, but you need to accept the impact that that is going to have. And that's a great point, Lorraine. And I think let's chat a little bit about what some of the additional strategies that you might have as a landlord Mm -hmm. to offer up, right? You have a tenant that's come in, they want to have more parking allocated to them than what they would normally be prescribed. Yes. What can a landlord do? So they could provide those additional stalls that are over and above ratio on a month-by-month basis. That's right. And effectively you say, okay, fine, I don't need that parking today, but I might in the future. So those stalls that are over ratio are month-by-month. A landlord may consider looking outside of their building to see if they could secure additional parking, you know, in a neighboring adjacent lot Mm -hmm. that might be a surface lot 
or in a neighboring adjacent building, they may have ample parking that they could utilize. So there's different strategies to explore versus just locking yourself in, right, for the term of a contract with an overprescribed parking ratio. You're exactly right, Lori. And one thing to keep in mind as you were talking about the strategy of looking elsewhere, right. you know, maybe around, if the parking ratio is not very competitive, even as the natural building ratio. Right. And there yes. are buildings yeah. that have this, that are right? Challenged, for even sure. Even when you're trying to keep to the natural building ratio, it might still be a challenge to attract tenants and lease space. So right. if you're in that situation, be proactive mm-hmm. and look around the area and try and find some offsite solutions. Maybe you pay someone else that has a lot right. nearby. Maybe you pay that cost yeah. to lease an area to offer additional parking stalls. Make it easy. Try and make it easy for somebody. Right. Coming and you're in. basically eliminating that roadblock potentially yes. where a prospective tenant or broker may automatically discount based on the parking ratio when in fact you could solve the problem. Right. If you were to look outside of your building. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a great suggestion. Yeah. Well, Lorray, I think that is a wrap on parking. We hope all of our friends can find great parking. I know it's a challenge. Just today, I was out at a meeting and so much construction in our city right now and so many parking stalls utilized for construction and made it tricky. So I know parking is a hot button item, whether you're a landlord looking to lease space or you're a tenant looking to acquire space or you're a broker that's out on the streets every day trying to find parking spaces so that you can tour. I'd Mm -hmm. say it's a common theme for all of us. So we hope that our listeners have found this information helpful. As always, you can drop us a line at hello at scoutrealestate.ca. If you have any questions or ideas for us for future podcast episodes. Thanks for listening. We're easy to find. We're on LinkedIn, Scout Real Estate, or ourselves individually. Always happy to chat and help. Thanks so much. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.